Cell phones and Orvilles and bears, oh my. One. This time last year I was living off the grid, John Connor style. You see, I had botched a firmware update on my cell phone, which necessitated I purchase a replacement, which would have required me to sign up for a new two-year contract, which I wasn't willing to do, because I fear commitment. Which meant I had to go phoneless until I could find a reasonably priced used phone, which meant until that happened I was a man without a phone number. I was uncontactable, by Skynet or by Alexander Graham Bell. As a man without a phone, I had to plan things, ahead of time. Where to meet people, what to do, where to eat, what movie to see. Indecision was quickly replaced by decision. How strange. Soon, though, it all came back to me, the good old days, where you made plans and then carried them out. They had been but a distant memory, but for a scant few days they returned. A week later, when I came out of retirement to do that last job, that one last run to Brooklyn to buy a used iPhone and get back on the grid, I was a little melancholy. I sort of missed the good old days. They were as good as they were old. 2. One of the coolest guys I know, besides you, Pomp, is this old fella named Milton. First off, he's an old guy, and I have a soft spot for old people. They are our future. Well, I mean, children are our future. But you know, we're all going to be old people in the future, so they're our future too, right? Did I just blow your mind? Moving on. Secondly, have I mentioned his name is Milton? Because it is. So that automatically puts him in the upper echelons of old people right there. We also would have accepted Walter, Orville, and Herbert. Thirdly, and most importantly, he still uses a typewriter. He has his emails printed by his assistant, and he types up replies to them on his ancient typewriter, and then his assistant types them back into the computer from whence they came, clicks send, and the process repeats itself until one of the parties involved dies. So far, Milton is winning. I find this both adorably quaint and painfully inefficient, not to mention a horrible waste of paper. But again, his name is Milton, and he's made up of approximately 70% jowls, so he gets a pass. 3. Before moving to New York City, I lived in central New York for a few years. Emphasis on the central. It was central in the sense that you couldn't get any deeper into New York before you started leaving. It was central in the same way that when I say your mama's so fat, when she sits around the house, she sits around the house. That's how central it was. Despite my centralness, or perhaps because of it, the cell phone coverage where I lived was abysmal. It was non-existent in the office in which I worked, and it was only passable in my apartment. And a couple miles in any direction from the town in which I lived, there was no cell service whatsoever. It was like the hotel in The Shining, if cell phones existed when The Shining came out, and if there were fewer bleeding walls. I was still armed with a smartphone, though, so even with my low-speed, barely-capable internet access, I was always connected. Emails were always chiming in, text messages coming and going in perpetuity, sext messages still waiting to be invented. When I'd travel home to Albany for the holidays... Albany is upstate New York, not central New York, for the record. 
I'd take the scenic route home, though, and for two whole hours I'd be in dark territory to steal a subtitle from a Steven Seagal movie. There was no cell service on that drive. Two miles from my apartment and nothing until I was 20 miles from home. I always enjoyed those middle hundred or so miles. I knew I'd emerge from the digital darkness soon, so I could take pleasure in the brief respite from the din. 4. Our go-go-go, always-on, noisy lifestyles have an adverse effect on our health. Evolutionarily speaking, we are hardwired to associate loud noises with danger. Back in the day, when we were picking berries and sleeping in caves, we were safe, and it was quiet. When a cougar was angry you ate his berries, and a bear was upset you ate his porridge and then slept in his cave, though, shit got loud real fast, and our bodies reacted by pumping adrenaline and other good stuff into our bloodstream so we could climb a tree or fashion a revolver out of a coconut or something. Fast forward a few thousand years to the sirens and car horns and ringtones and earbuds and other noises that we subject ourselves to, either voluntarily or involuntarily in our modern lives, and you can see where I'm going with this. Our regular day-to-day -day activities are basically a non-stop cougar-slash-bear tag-team attack on our minds and bodies. We never get a chance to chillax. Endorphins never stop flowing, and we're constantly on edge waiting for the bear to pounce, or the cougar. I'm not really sure what bears do. I'm confident a bear has pounced on something at some point in time. Point is, the hustle and bustle of modern life isn't necessary, and it certainly isn't natural. It's self-imposed. We can live without it, and we'd likely be better off for it. Unfortunately, this doesn't occur to most of us, and even to the few to whom it does, far fewer actually do anything about it. In a connected world, the disconnected man is king.